and honestly, like, uh, I mean, we're, we're kind of going based on what we're reading uh, and our own personal experiences. I mean, we're seeing some stuff. But if you want to get in contact with us, uh, workstoppagepod at Gmail, let us know, like, what sort of work conditions you're running into, mm-hmm. what sort of things you're seeing your boss do. It's like, like, why are they, why are they being shitty? Or, or if, especially if you're being forced to go to work right now. That's right. And we'd love to hear from we'd you. We'd love to hear from anybody who has anything to contribute to the show. And uh, related to that, I would like to uh, bring up the next topic of conversation, which was sent to me by a Facebook friend. I don't want to blow their cover and say their name on the pod. Um, I would have asked, I should have asked them if it was all right if I did. But uh, thank you so much for sending that in to me. And uh, if you do want me to say your name on the pod, I'll say it next episode. Um, I'm going to make sure to message you. But this is a story about some people who work in medical and recreational, or as they call it in Massachusetts, adult use use marijuana (laughs) industry, uh, who have been receiving a lot of pushback from their employer uh, about um, unionizing. And uh, there's been an ongoing long-form battle about like which employees would be eligible for unionizing and all of these various uh, establishments. And um, only recently has it really seemed to come to a head. So the locations are called New England Treatment Access, or NETA, NETA for short. And um, the one in Brookline, uh, Massachusetts, said that their staff voted 30 to 9 not to unionize. And this is only a few weeks after the UFCW, which is the union um, who one of the, their locals is representing these workers, said that 60 cultivation workers in Franklin signed cards to join a union, which the NLRB has not verified yet, but they are in the process of doing so. And so it seems unlikely from the high levels of enthusiasm for unionization that are happening across other work sectors in this company or in this distribution chain um, that the vote at the Brookline facility would have actually gone down 30 to nine, uh, without some kind of tampering. And the, the NIDA management has even admitted that 12 of these ballots, a dozen unionization ballots are contested. So, you know, they could easily all just be suppressed pro union <laughs> votes. So that would bring it up right. to like what, uh, 21 versus uh, 18 and they're saying that it wouldn't swing the um, the 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 actual unionization but it, it seems like it would and then, that's actually those numbers literally that's 50 plus one yeah that is that is a pro-union vote assuming all 12 switch yep a dozen contested ballots and then also the UFCW have stated that multiple times workers in this uh company have been had repeatedly had their working rights violated by being fired or disciplined for organizing with the union. And a couple of them have as much as gotten written letters or written emails, I think, telling them that they explicitly were fired for being pro-union, which is so wildly illegal, I don't yeah. even have words for it. We actually, I, I think I literally brought that up during our last segment, uh, that it's, that is against the NLRA what, during a, like an organizing drive that it is against the law to threaten, uh, organizing people. Yep. And these are direct threats. Yeah. And these, these are actually, these aren't even veiled threats. Yep. These aren't even like, that's, that's, that is a direct threat. Yeah. A, a guy that they were quoting in this article and, uh, I don't have. I couldn't find his first name. I searched the whole article for it, but they're just calling him De Silva. 
uh, I don't know if he's rep- a representative from the union or an attorney or what, but he said, the employee received a letter from management informing him that he was being let go because of his union work and saying he was a manager who should have brought employee complaints to dispensary executives. Da Silva called the action vicious, which, I mean, that's about as straight up union busting as you can get, is to fire somebody for being involved with potential union activity and then telling them that you did that. Right. So I guess, at least based on the way you just described it, it might sound like they are some sort of management. But if they didn't have hiring and firing power or even really the the like a strong way to discipline people, they would technically be able to be part of the union. So I guess, I don't know, I think that there's maybe a little bit more information, but it might not be illegal. But I mean, whether it's illegal or not doesn't matter. Yeah. Like... It's fucking disgusting. Well, and it's like, what's management? You know, every company has a different definition of management. I know in union organizing, it's like, do you have hiring and firing powers? Do you control people's raises or wages? Do you do, you know, like actual control over people's lives? But inside of company structures, they'll call you a manager if you wear a different color shirt and you get to tell people when to take their breaks. Like, (laughs) and that's not a manager. That's a supervisor or a team lead or, you know, whatever other fucking crazy word for it you wanted to call it. But they paint that as lower management to try and build some kind of false solidarity between those people and the people who are fucking you over in your paycheck. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's literally like kind of making um, like workers into like the professional managerial class. Yep, exactly that. Exactly. And, that. Uh, and if, if suddenly your your class interests are aligned with the bosses, well, then you would not hold solidarity with your fellow workers right. because you are being lied to about your actual position in class class structure. Yeah, it's like a lumpen proletariat phenomenon, but just within a company, not even within like a class structure broadly. I mean, I guess a company is basically a class structure, but it's like such a localized one. Anyway, Mm -hmm. there is one other thing that I wanted to bring up about this, which is that the UFCW local 1445 cannabis division has been putting up flyers around the greater area where these are taking place. I don't know the, I don't know Massachusetts very well, so I don't know if this is just greater Boston area or what, but it says the truth about Nita Nita has had three fires at their grow facility in uh, at Five Forge Park, Franklin, Massachusetts this year. This is actually um, – they could have used a proofreader on this. I don't want to be too critical of union propaganda. It's good propaganda, but they could have used a proofreader. Uh, Nita did – Public relations. Yeah. Public re- <laughs> it's important, folks. If, if you work for a union and you want me to proofread something, you just send it right my way. I'd be happy. I'll do it for free. Uh, Nita didn't notify the fire department, and no fire alarms went off. Nita has product – that is often contaminated with powder, mildew, mold, and bugs. Nita have admitted... We should pa- almost be like a mold podcast, yeah. I mean, with the, or at least the Patreon feed should be called like the mold the feed mold or something. Feed. Yeah, <laughs> because of how much we fucking talk about mold. Uh, but mold is interesting. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's all good. I mean, mold is a rich topic of conversation. Anyway, Nita have admitted publicly to treating their product with sulfur and hydrogen peroxide. Nita will keep sending samples to different labs until they get an acceptable test result if a product of theirs fails testing. That's fairly damning, I think. Nita fired an employee for exercising his legal right to support the union and speak out about these issues. And Nita has shown a blatant disregard for safety and well-being of both their workers and patients slash customers. Their only concern is profit. And then it says to find out more, gives a link and a Facebook number and uh, gives a Facebook link and a phone number. And uh, I'll include those in the show notes for sure. 
Yeah, I've actually marched with the UFCW folks before, and like generally, I am a, I'm actually a pretty big fan. I know that there are sometimes issues with like um, they've had they cover a lot of grocery stores mm-hmm. and um, certain food work uh, areas. I mean, they're the United Food uh, Worker for Food and Commercial Workers, mm-hmm. I believe, or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and um, and I I don't know. I've I just like. I like them. I think that they're they're good. Cool. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it seems like they're doing a really good job with this. I like that they opened a cannabis division. Uh, right. That's exactly what I wanted to go to. I was <laughs> like, well, so one thing I really want to point out is that we do need to unionize weed. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we need to have weed unions. It's an exploding that industry, is- right? And, like, if you want to make an impact with unionization, you have to get the industries that are just starting to become a thing. And, like... Weed is going from being illegal to being one of the biggest, you know, you know, fastest growing industries in not just the country, but in the world in the matter of just the years that take place in my 20s, <laughs> which right. is like, I, I think that one of the things that's important to recognize is that this was a, like kind of a dangerous place to work at one point. And so these workers are kind of still treated as though they are like like workers in an illegal industry. Yeah. And so they are basically threatened and exploited as though they, like the bosses can just strong arm people into doing anything. Well, and it's also kind and, of like a, they dangle the privilege of working in the industry over your head too, right? Like it's like, oh, this mm-hmm. is the new cool thing. Don't you want to be the cool person who works in the legal weed industry? Like you can do without that extra dollar on your paycheck. You can do without dental care. And it's like, no, I really actually can't. Right. Well, and I think to say, oh, your job is good, so you shouldn't be paid as well. That's like, like, Oh, if you love your job, you won't work a day in your life. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge that's fucking a, lie. That is just a blatant fucking lie. Like it, like work is work. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I mean, I I can't stand when people will straight up apologize for poor work working conditions by saying, "Oh, well, you you love it here, so you know you deserve less." I mean, we you get it. Like I'm a nice person, so that's why you deserve to be paid less. 